Figure facts for life. We just want you to be healthy. Health and happiness. If you pay attention to what goes in your body, you'll be amazed at the results. Fuel, nourish, and heal your body. Eating healthy. Well, well that's everything. Put the right fuel in. Take care of your engine. Here's Roberta Janeiro. Here's Roberta Janeiro. Roberta Janeiro. Welcome to Figure Facts for Life podcast. I'm your host, Roberta Gennaro. I'm a registered dietitian with over 30 years clinical nutrition experience. I am committed to share my expertise and the expertise of my colleagues so that you better understand how to use food to fuel, nourish, and heal your body. I want to welcome my guest today. I have Kristen Gustashaw with me. She's a registered dietitian who works at Rush University Medical Center. And maybe you could share a little bit about what you're doing at Rush with our listeners and our viewers. Uh, well, I wear a lot of hats at Rush. Okay. I've been there over 19 years. Oh, fabulous. Um, and I love it. It's a great institution. Um, I've been working with predominantly older adult nutrition. Okay. And along with that, a lot of Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, um, the aging process and how we can best slow it down. I know, right? And We're all trying to slow it down. And healthy. <laughs> um, and ironically, every time I ask who wants to live forever, they always say nobody. Right. But we want to enjoy what we get. We want to have quality of yes. life. So I work Absolutely. really hard to improve the quality of life. Now, you are a specialist in geriatric nutrition, too. I wanted to bring that point out because there are not a ton of dietitians that specialize in this area. So for those with Parkinson's disease, and if you're past, you know, 65 years of age, definitely reach out to a dietitian that has this uh, certification or specialty. Yes, it's a certification in uh, gerontological nutrition. So right now I'm one of 29 in the state and one of the first few that ever got the credential in the first place. And just like with any healthcare provider, you want to, if you're a pediatric patient, you go to a pediatric doctor. If you have older adult nutrition needs, try to find an older adult nutrition specialist. Right. And as I understand, too, you're the media liaison for yes. um, the media for liaisons Rush. at Rush. Yes, fabulous. Um, media and <laughs> nutrition consultant and also work with the Chicago Department of Aging through Rush, working with their congregate dining and things. So okay. kind of all over the city. So let's kind of go into how you got into working with patients with Parkinson's disease. Well, it initially started that people, you know, sought me out because I worked predominantly with older adults. And okay. with that comes a lot of different disease states. So, Absolutely. you know, you really specialize in everything by the time you hit the end of life. <laughs> you know, it's right. kind of a melting pot of drugs and disease states and lifestyle habits. Well, we're hoping through through information that we relay to this younger population that listens to podcasts and this information maybe slows the progression of aging so that maybe they're not on medications when they're 90. Oh, absolutely. My right? primary objective is not for you never to having come disease, see me. Right? No, right? exactly. That's my primary Well, come goal. to see me, get the basics, and then you're on right. your way, right? <laughs> so, and then uh, with Parkinson's patients, you know, working as an inpatient dietitian, right. I started to see them. And then as the disease, you know, became even more and more popular over the last couple of decades, um, sadly, you know, we have the Movement Disorders Clinic at Rush. Did they just get better? with diagnosing it? Is that how it increased? It's a mixed bag. Okay. So they are finding the prevalence is increasing, but definitely the diagnosis of it. Okay. So we're finding it earlier. And one of the reasons why I become such a major player is we know more that one of the earliest non-motor warning signs is constipation. Right. We were talking about that. 
with Dr. Tangney in the last, um, or Professor Tangney in the last uh, podcast. And that is such a debilitating thing. But, you know, most people will run to their local drugstore or, or pharmacy and pick up something to help alleviate that. Or their doctor may say, take a fiber supplement. And be, right, because they're not having the tremors. They're not having the classic signs of Parkinson's. Right. So they often, you know, misdiagnose it or just ignore it, thinking this is just my body getting older and constipation prevalence forego Parkinson's yes. almost doubles and triples as we age. Wow. So it's just something that's kind of static in our day-to-day aging right. process. And I, you know, my very first job was at Warren Bar Pavilion where, you know, you're working with the elderly and the number one problem in nursing homes is dehydration. So you have a combination of maybe not consuming a lot of fruits and vegetables because there may be some intestinal distress with that. And then they're also not drinking enough free water to move the food through their system. So yes, a lot of doctors say it must be just age related or, you know, modify what you're doing, take a Metamucil or a supplement of some kind. And, and then once they're getting relief, they just move on. They're not really looking at the whole picture. Exactly. And with Parkinson's disease, it can be so devastating that they can end up with a bowel impaction. Oh, wow. Because we have to remember Parkinson's is a neurodegenerative disease that affects muscle movement. Yes. And your gut is like a, you know, natural... um, Like a slinky. It's like a slinky. So... where it's contracting, it's constantly and moving contracting the food down like through. a conveyor belt. Yes, and if those muscles of that conveyor belt aren't triggering, then you're becoming constipated, and exactly. you're not allowing your body to absorb the nutrients, get the nutrients where they need to even go to be absorbed. Okay, you feel full, you feel bloated, you're not hungry, you eat less, you have less room for things, right? And it constantly it spirals and almost spirals into itself, a right? malabsorption type of syndrome too. Yes, and and look. Looking at what happens to the body as far as bone loss, I think that was one of the symptoms that you said. Yeah, so bone loss, unintentional weight loss okay. are completely connected to Parkinson's. a lot of the stem of the constipation because with okay. Parkinson's, you're not eating as much. We know that the body's not absorbing nutrients the same way wow. and people are having subclinical deficiencies that may not result in you know, a full-blown awareness of skin changes and things like that where you think of as a deficiency or rickets with vitamin D. You know, you it's subclinical where you're having these deficiencies and not getting the nutrients at a very slow rate. Right. So we keep contributing it to something other than a potential disease process. So just for our viewers and listeners to really understand then, let's say they're having trouble moving their bowels and they go to their doctor and they tell them this. I mean, what red flags red flags a physician to look at? Could this possibly be Parkinson's disease? I mean, at what point does the diagnostic process start with somebody complaining of constipation? Well, you know, that's tricky. Um, okay. And one of the reasons why it's really important to go to a healthcare provider who works predominantly with older adults is they can start teasing those things out. Is this just constipation? Are they doing a good diet history? Um, are they seeing subtleties in their gait and balance Okay, that's not necessarily normal with aging. In fact, at the Movement Disorders Clinic, the multidisciplinary team goes through an entire questionnaire. Okay, And I think one of the most common comments of the patients or family is, well, I just thought I was getting older. Okay, So it's very, it takes that fine tooth and specialist to really help you tease those symptoms out Right, and say, nope, that's 
that's constipation, but this is potentially leading to something else. Gotcha. And checking for deficiencies. Um, are they checking your B12 and your folate and your vitamin D levels? Uh, we know that Parkinson's is a multifactorial problem. So right. the more factors that kind of keep throwing in the Parkinson's pile, the easier it is to diagnose. I see. So talk to me about a little bit about this diet called the mind diet, because I think we're looking at how can we maintain brain health overall uh, by the foods we choose and that kind of thing. But what exactly is the MIND diet? So the, and is it a good idea for people with Parkinson's disease? Absolutely. And in fact, the MIND diet is really a good idea for everybody. Okay. And with patients with Parkinson's disease, I remind them that we should all be eating healthy. Oh, but absolutely. for somebody with Parkinson's disease, it's detrimental if they don't. Okay. So they're going to see ramifications of it so much earlier and so much more severe. Right. Um, the MIND diet focuses on 10 things that we should be eating on a regular basis and five things to avoid. Okay. And the top ones for Parkinson's um, that will help, you know, your constipation is um, your berries, all of the fiber-rich foods. So it's yes. whole grains, it's berries, it's nuts and seeds. Um, olive oil is a one of the components. Okay. And your fish, which helps with protein. And that's something I should recommend, really bring gonna, up with yes, Parkinson's. We're going to absolutely talk about that because okay. my understanding is the medication that they give to increase dopamine in the brain, protein can block the absorption or block the uh, absorption of the medication in through the blood brain barrier. Correct. So what you've been seeing clinically is that some people actually cut back protein to a detrimental level. Absolutely. So and then they start struggling from fatigue and weakness and even deficiencies, mm-hmm. and they're blaming it on the disease okay. when really they've just set the stage for, you know, they're either protein deficient, their hair's falling out, their nails right. are cracking, um, they have no energy. Wow. And when they come see me, they think all of a sudden, oh, their medicine's working great now when it's actually double-bladed sword. So okay. the medicine may be getting to the brain because we've kind of tweaked when you have this protein okay. and you're getting the protein and other nutrients in your body right? Um, because your body is working better because the brain, medicine's getting to the brain. Okay. So now your gut may be actually better absorbing foods. It may be helping the muscles contract and reduce and constipation okay. on their own. Fabulous. But protein, one of the key elements to avoid that blood-brain barrier problem is mm-hmm. taking your medication 30 minutes before you have a protein-rich meal okay. or two hours after a protein-rich meal. Right. Not eliminating protein altogether. And that's what I... They fear it, they avoid it, and then they do nothing. Okay. And often I'm reminding people, it's not necessarily what you're eating, it's what you're not eating that's hurting you. Right. And actually, when it comes to protein, it's something that our body does not store to a great degree. Like it stores carbohydrates as glycogen in the muscle, right? And we store fat very efficiently in our fat cells, but protein is something that we need to ingest uh, on a daily basis. How about um, the difference between more uh, vegetable-based proteins versus animal-based proteins? Is there any recommendation for people with Parkinson's there? Or is it well, just... Well, the benefit of the vegetable protein yes. with Parkinson's isn't that necessarily that the meats, uh, animal products are, you know, harmful. Correct. It's more that if you're going to be eating 
fewer things. Right. If you eat a vegetable protein, those come along with fiber. They come along with higher water content. Absolutely. And it's kind of a more one-stop shop. Okay. And that's what people want to hear. They right. want Especially to hear how get to make older. this easy. Right. And you get older, your appetite is diminished. Yes. So then you're kind of getting the protein and the fiber in one food item. Correct. Instead of having to have several things. Right? And anytime I can tell people how to make it easier, that's when their that's, ears really perk Right, up. right. <laughs> Which, going back to the mind diet, why it's so nice, because it gives you these foods that you really cross a lot of areas as far as brain health, right. but also your vascular health. I like to think of our body as, you know, not compartmentalized, right. that everything you eat is going to somehow affect every cell in your body. Absolutely. So if you can kind of get in a lot of nutrients in one food, right. you're helping a lot of potential disease states or disease prevention. Right. You absolutely are what you eat, right? Yeah. I mean, Kristen, it comes down to, it's so important. I think, um, how about drug nutrient interaction recommendations um, for people with Parkinson's? Um, so we were talking about the protein and how they have to not take their medication or they have to take it within a certain time frame mm-hmm. of a protein-rich meal. Are there other things that they have to look for with that medication? Well, that's the primary, you know, absolute drug nutrient interaction. Okay. Unfortunately, with some of the other Parkinson anti-Parkinson medications, yes, or depression medications, because a lot of people have other problems, not just Parkinson. Right. We want to make sure that they're really reading the labels and okay. saying, "Do I need to avoid this with a meal? Am I going to be needing more calcium or more vitamin D because this is going to be leaching it or preventing it from being absorbed?" Okay. Because of that medication, yes not just the disease state. So they really need to focus on and you know not ignore those warnings. Right. So again, you know, really important if you get diagnosed with Parkinson's disease that you seek out a registered dietitian that has the certification if you're over 65 that works with geriatric nutrition clients specifically because they're going to have the information that you're going to need to really put into play to get the best out of your food and right. your diet so that you're less symptomatic and you're feeling better and you're looking better and life doesn't seem so you're in control of the disease the disease is not, not in control, control of, of you. you right right that's it and when it's a progressive disease so right starting a relationship with a dietitian and a good multidisciplinary healthcare team is going to be vital for you absolutely and really could potentially help even slow the disease down to where it's not going to alter your life value or enjoyment right, right. and that's what you know christy was talking about too right. in the past in the last podcast about research that's being done to see how can we slow the progression? I think we're all looking to slow aging, right? right. <laughs> and and you know, you see people that when they're eating healthy and they're active and they're living life the right way and enjoying life, that they tend to look younger, right? right. They're not carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders. Do you have anything else you want to add for our listeners and our viewers today? I think just don't ignore your diet. Yeah. Just because you're not hungry doesn't mean you don't need to eat. Right. You need to make sure you're eating about three times a day. Right. You're getting in a variety of fruits and vegetables, the mind diet, the Mediterranean diet, protein, going back to that, especially with aging, you want to have a good source of protein throughout your day because you don't store it like you do other nutrients. So it's not like a car. We can't just fill up with all the protein and move on. Right. And with Parkinson's, even more importantly, if you're on that medicine, you want smaller doses of protein throughout the day. It will also help with muscle retention and muscle building fabulous, and bone health even. Right. So spreading those nutrients out has a multitude of benefits, especially 
with Parkinson's. Right. How about physical activity with people that are Parkinson's? It's imperative. Okay. So they are and recommending it helps with them constipation. Be, right. It moving. helps with muscle and bone. <laughs> helps if you move you can't it. Walk upstairs. Walk downstairs. It right. helps with bone um, density. Okay. Making sure you're getting your bone scan. Right. And all of these things checked out. Well, I just want to thank you, Kristen, it was my for pleasure. joining me today. Thanks for asking. Thank you for tuning in to Figure Facts for Life podcast. Be sure to subscribe and stay in the know on cutting edge dietetic and nutrition information. We really would love if you would hop over to Facebook and like us on Figure Facts LLC and also follow us on Instagram and that's Figure Facts LLC, all one word. I'm Roberta Gennaro and ciao, ciao for now.